Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. This is podcast number 59, if you can believe it. Three years down the road, and we've made it to 59. We've got an exciting Tuesday night football pre-show for you. Uh, But before we get too deep into it, Walters, lead us away. Football Fix, with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. We appreciate that, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson, and we are, as almost always, joined by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh? What's up, folks? Nailed it. Overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com, slash hoodpod, anchor.fm, slash hoodpod, are all the places you could titillate us. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend on our journey to 100 subs. We're up three from last week, Josh. We are now at 26 subs. We did hit that quarterway mark. So I don't know if Walters is out there just increasing his bot army or we are actually reaching people. But shout out to them because Josh and I are putting in zero effort to that. So whoever's doing that work for us, we appreciate you. Um yeah. I did share my link, or I shared the link with one one group of people. What? Who's the group of people, if I may ask? Didn't you watch the uh, vice presidential debate and see it across the ticker on the bottom? I I did not. That is quite a group of people, though. It's a little sad we couldn't get the presidential debate, but VP debate still pretty big this year. Yeah, well, they canceled the presidential debate, and I think it's because they're going to hold a rally for us. A, A rally for us, huh? Yep. That'll be exciting. Uh, before I forget, segment start times are down in the description below, as always, for you audio listeners. YouTube, they're about five minutes off, so good luck. Levi Oki Illustration, thank you so much, at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram for all the beautiful art. Josh, how we, uh, how we dern? I don't care how I'm doing. How are you doing, girl? You don't care? <laughs> Josh, sounds like you might need a little therapy session if you don't care how you're doing. That sounds like depression. If I, I don't have a psychology degree like you, but is that a good sign of I depression? Mean- Typically, yeah, but I mean, I'm just high on life right now, so I'm I'm overjoyed, and I don't feel like bringing you down by sharing all my happiness. Seeing as um, Sunday evening, a lot of yours probably left, um, so uh, I just want to hear how you're doing, bud. Yeah, I mean, you, you can lay down on a couch. Maybe, maybe I could sit here with my legs crossed and hands folded. As long as you're constantly looking at the clock every 30 seconds and tapping a pencil annoyingly while I'm talking. That's the only way I'd, I'd agree to that. But, uh, Josh, you can't lose happiness if you didn't have it in the first place. And I uh, called this as a lost season for the Vikes before it even got going. Pretty sure on my 256, I had us losing this game. Uh, the Vikings like to do this fucking thing where they tear you up and then build or uh, <laughs> tear you up, build you up just to tear you down. And uh, they almost got me, but I wasn't fooled by it. Uh, but that was depressing. Uh, but it's already Tuesday, Josh, and we got football tonight uh, on my MCU rewatch through. Uh, I got Endgame next, so I don't know if I'll watch Endgame tonight or if I'll watch the football game, but pretty big deal. So Is it? Yeah. How did how did you feel about the I know you both and I watched the boys. Did are you did you watch the season finale from last uh, last Friday? Oh yeah. 
How do we feel? I, let's not try to do any spoilers. It's a very recent show, but I know you were said season two was lacking a little bit. Did it? Did it? It ramped up there in seven and eight. Did you feel it ramped up enough, or is season one still significantly better? How do you feel about the boys season two? Oh, it's season two held up. It it uh, it ramped up, and it, it it's still ramping in my opinion. Oh yeah, I'm waiting for them to drop a secret episode or something. Yeah, se- seven really escalated things, and then eight I think was a good climax, good finale, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and season three looks to be very exciting. So if you haven't watched The Boys, get Amazon Prime. If you are, if otherwise, steal the password from your mom or something. But The Boys is worth the watch, although not kid friendly. I don't think anyone who would listen to us really has kids that are too impressionable. Like Hammer and Jamie could watch it with Dylan because Dylan knows, doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Um, and Brian has a kid, and Bradley probably sh- should still be playing with coloring books instead of playing Xbox, but not kid-friendly for any of you who are concerned about that. A lot harder to eat controllers than it is to eat crayons, so... It's not like one of those small Lego pieces that he would just force in his mouth. The controller's a little too big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Brian and his uh, his lovely son, Brad, let's move into the fan-tasty zone, Josh. Uh, do you got any uh, any sponsors for the Tasty Zone this week? A baggie of goldfish that I think my wife brought to work and didn't eat. Nice. So, I mean, like, how old is this baggie? Like, are these going to be stale or are these still fresh out of the pond goldfish? When uh, when did they have the promo for green goldfish? I, I, you know, I don't recall them ever having one, Josh. No, oh, well, that old. Nah, probably, probably less than 24 hours. That's good. If I'm not careful, they'll jump out of the bag. You got to watch them. Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't have anything. Uh, Ten dollar Tuesday from uh, Papa Murphy's is currently sitting in my fridge, but I won't get that bacon until we're done here. I got some delicious ass sink water, I guess, in the old water bottle. Uh, but yeah, I got nothing. Anyways, Josh, we did get uh, not one but two emails from Brian this week. Um, did you get a chance to read them pre-show? I think he usually um, sends one like right after the show so it would have been last wednesday i i don't believe i did um oh yeah i, I read the second one i don't remember reading the first one so there's that all right well you'll you'll really like uh, kind of how this first one starts it goes into our pre-show almost uh production meeting conversation but brian writes <clears throat> subject line show recap 10 6 hi guys three exclamation points for what it's worth I don't know if I put enough pizzazz on there. I'll try one more time. Hi, guys! <clears throat> there we go. Solid show. This Josh being prepared really adds value. I like it. And I like learning things. This week's medium-licious. I will be using that one on a regular basis. I don't even remember either of us saying medium-licious, but I assume it was you, and I don't remember the context. But Josh, look at that. You're teaching things to Brian. I, I do what I can. <laughs> I am, however, getting tired of the whining about injuries. Just manage your squad. Guys get hurt. Find someone else. Did I whine last year when I lost my number one and number five draft pick? Well, a little. I pulled up my bootstraps and I finished third regular season. Did I whine last week when my second and third rounders got hurt? No. I scored 154 points by picking up the likes of the Jets D. Yeah, the J-E-T-S Jets. And something called D. Schultz off waivers. So stop whining about injuries. One more thing. If your show is an hour and 20 minutes, you should remember the top five. Love the grum. Seriously. I do. 
And uh, not, not even a signature this week. So uh, the signature era is done, Josh. We didn't even get his uh, name, email, and phone number. So no uh, no treasure hunt for us. Are you as sad as I am? Kind of. But maybe maybe the treasure hunt um, to find his signature is in his previous email. So we have to figure that one out before he sends another code. I'm canceling the podcast. We have, we have work to do, Josh. Um, all right. So Josh, do you think to Brian's point, do you think we've been whining about injuries? Do you think that's a fair assessment? Cause we've obviously mentioned them a ton. I don't know if what we're doing is whining or if we're just bringing them up because they're happening so frequently. I'm sure we've whined a little bit when it happens to us. Like you have Chubb, I have Adams. Um, but I mean, that's not impacting our fantasy seasons. We're both undefeated in the league still, right? Josh, no, that's not true. I feel like you're, uh, gaslighting me right now i'm not sure i appreciate that maybe kind of fucked up oh well brian's second email gentlemen in regards to my email of last week telling folks to quit whining about injuries karma is a bitch love the grum brian so uh brian appears to be calling himself out here and josh if you took the liberty like i did to go run down uh brian's squad uh, he has Dalvin Cook, uh, which I assume is what he's referring to. But Dalvin Cook already put up 20 points for him. And he has Alexander Madison on his bench, so he's ready to swap that in. But do you assume that's what he's referring to? Otherwise, I don't see anyone else. Dalton Schultz only got 1.6. Terry McLaurin got 5.6. But as far as I know, neither of them got hurt. Chris Carson, Devontae Parker, I don't think either of them got hurt. Or did Chris Carson get hurt? No, I don't think so. No. Um, I think it's just... Uh his feelings he's referring to not but, necessarily his players but his feelings uh, do we uh josh do you have the do you still have that email up what's the timestamp? because i remember it being on sunday so i think this might have been a heat of the moment overreaction because he looks poised to win his fantasy matchup against jeremy but i'm curious what the timestamp on that beast is timestamp's gone <laughs> timestamp's gone he sent it yesterday oh so monday okay at 7 37 p.m Hmm. So this has been right as Monday night was kicking off. Did he have someone in the Monday night game? Do I see a Saint or a Charger? I don't. Who cares? Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess he was worried about Keenan Allen, maybe because Jeremy had Keenan Allen going. Um. But yeah, I mean, jo- he he has Josh Allen tonight, and uh, he's only down by twelve. So Brian should definitely win this matchup. But I guess karma is a bitch, Brian. I can't can't disagree with you there. Uh, so those were the two main interactions for the Fantasy Zone this week. Uh, we did get a couple other hits on Facebook and in the email box, but those are all for the Fave 5, so we'll reserve those for later. Uh, Josh, we are going to go into the old school two-minute drill. Boop, boop, boop. It's been insert sounder here. So Josh, we uh, for the last two weeks, we tried an experiment that I love to call Fuck Me, Fuck You. Um, but I didn't feel like, then this is me, maybe it's me pointing fingers, so please call me out. But I didn't feel like you were getting into the right headspace. Is that fair or unfair? It's fair. I think that the one, the topics that we had gone over so far have not been things that I get too heated about. And then the topic that we floated by each other this week, um, if we were to continue that segment, um, I was right on the middle as well. So there's not much, uh, 
debate available. And and so I'm, I'm fine with going back to this two minute drill. Maybe next week we can discuss uh, the Walters curse and fantasy. I know I'm all for it being a real thing. I don't know how you feel. Uh, I mean, I've, this is the, this year's the first time I've ever shared a fantasy league with Walters. So I guess I can't, and I'm tanking in that league. So I guess I can't say I have a good sample size for that, but. Uh, all right. Um, I do just want to circle back to what, um, to obviously Delvin Cook's injury. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and so we are, we're going to go, I'm trying to find it. Um, sure. And you're doing this for the two minute drill or to no, oh. just right now, just fun, fun fact, fantasy zone sure. extras. Sure. Walters Sunday, seven thirty four PM best running back in football, Delvin cook. All right. And then what time did he get hurt? I don't know. The third quarter, an hour later, an hour and 15 minutes later, Delvin cook gets hurt. Walters praised him. He got hurt. It it just, it runs. If you were to follow this chat, 95% of the players that Walters talks up gets hurt. Sorry, Walters, you're cursed. Teaser topic for next week. So, I mean, is that you just saying that Walters should praise the Packers 24 seven? Cause that's basically what you're asking him to do by saying, all I that. mean, he, he does, he, he does that too, but I just think it's funny. Are the Packers but immune to the curse? They got the golden rule. What is this, Madden 14? I don't even remember when that would have been. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Um, all right, let's get into the two-minute drill. You want to start? Uh, I can start. I had queued up for you to start, but just give me a second here, and I can have me start instead. Um, so you, are, so the Packers didn't have a game last week, so do you have any idea what you're going to talk about for 60 seconds just before I start this? Well, I mean, I, I just I figured I'd talk about things that happened in the in the real world. Maybe not. I don't think anything happened in the NFL. So, yeah, the whole NFL took a week off. Actually, fun fact. Yep. All right, so I'll go first here. Remember, it's whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. Okay, and here we go. Come on, you can do it. All right. So what did I say back when the two-minute drill was the old-school way? The Chargers and the Raiders are here to play. I don't care if the Chargers are currently 1-4. I don't care if the Raiders lost to the Patriots the week before. They are here. They are real. Get used to them. Justin Herbert looks like he has a bright future in this NFL. Even if the Chargers team doctors had to sabotage the guy in front of them to get him on the field. Also, John Gruden ain't no slouch. So show a little respect. Uh, they're going to dominate this league. I see them both. Maybe not both of them. I see the Raiders in the playoffs, though, for sure. Also, watch out for them Panthers. Panthers are coming in hard. Teddy Two Gloves is real. Put down the Falcons to 0-5 last week. Uh, also, we've talked about it a little bit, but the Vikings stink. I hate them. We're not bad enough to get Trevor. Not good enough to win anything that matters. Fuck me. I'm going to continue with the trend of Viking stink because it's a topic we all like me to talk about. Anyways, Vikings. Could have had Teddy Bridgewater. How's he doing over there in uh, Carolina? Quite well. And that's after he did quite well in New Orleans. Instead, they got Kirk Tober. Last I checked, Kirk Tober dominates in the month of October. So we must be in November by now. 
just because uh, Sunday evening, I don't believe that man did much domination unless you count fumbling twice and throwing a couple picks or just one pick domination. Anyways, Tom Brady, he can't count. Thanks for the note, Gar, because I can't read. Um, And as stated before, the Packers were on a bye, hopefully getting healthy. Go out, dominate some week six. I know they played some video games. Rodgers and I had some coffee. It was a great time. Anyways, John Gruden, yes, he's real. Justin Herbert, probably taking some chick to prom next week. But what do you know? He can throw the football, and he's pressured just as much as Joe Burrow. A lot of pressure. All right, Josh, are you ready to go first for week six? Sure. I only have one note, and I don't know any of the other games, so this is going to be interesting. Well, why don't you? Why don't I just sit here and talk slowly while yeah, you vamp. pull up the rest of the games on your phone? Easily accessible via Sleeper, ESPN, a bunch of other avenues. Uh, I like looking at all the games on Sleeper myself. How are we all doing, right, Josh? Good. All right. All right. I got to switch the audio file to the one over here. Let me just click this. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. That was the wrong thing. All right. Don't mind me. Josh, you ready? I'm unsure what just happened there, but hey. Hey, Gar. How are you? Um... Anyways, going into week six, Green Bay taking on the Tampa Bay Gronkineers, uh, doing about as well as anyone could have predicted, three and two. Um, granted, they're not going to win a game the rest of the season if Tom Brady can't count. Um, Green Bay is going into that game favored a point and a half, which is kind of surprising considering the odds um, odds makers are typically on Brady Brady's side. Elkins going into Minnesota. Minnesota's a three and a half point favorite, so kind of the home field advantage, even though there's no home field advantage this year. Um, looking at some of the other games here, Washington versus the Giants. I think they should just put a couple dumpsters out there, light it on fire, and whichever one burns out first wins, because that's essentially what they're doing with these two football teams. Other news, Le'Veon Bell might get traded. Do you think that would benefit, hurt his future? Honestly, probably get traded to Canadian Football League, have a better coach than Adam Gase. Yeah, every single coach in the world is better than Adam Gase, so that wouldn't be hard to do. All right, Josh mentioned it. The Falcons are coming to town. Uh, This is a guaranteed loss for the Vikings uh, because everyone knows after you fire your head coach and your GM, the team just gets juiced up. Uh, They're going to feel re-energized. Matty Ice is going to uh, refreeze all that ice in his veins after letting it melt over all these years. And uh, I'm sure they're going to come in town motivated to just dominate us and stick it deep down our throat long and hard. Uh, I want the Vikings to lose also, so that's kind of what I'm rooting for. Game I'm most excited about in Week 6, I think, is Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. Uh, Everyone seems to have forgotten about Pittsburgh, which is easy to last year after watching them uh, get dunked on by the Browns and Miles Garrett, but both these teams are looking like playoff teams. Should tell us a lot what happens in this game. And what can the Red Rifle do down in Dallas? Andy Dalton coming at you live. Who's excited? Me. Here you go, Josh. Was a two-minute drill. Yeah, two minutes. Just like that. Uh, all right, so Josh, we will move into the fantasy fun time, and uh, you know we're kind of getting. Uh, speaking of getting dunked on, we are kind of getting dunked on slash destroyed by FanDuel. Your FanDuel is not helping us out, but we'll talk about that more in a second. Josh, how's your grain of salt looking? 
I mean, I, I'd like to say I'm the best that ever did this sort of thing, but that would be a, uh, that would be an insult to myself because I'm better than the best. Ooh, you should put that on a purple and uh, gold t-shirt. Nah, I'm good. Um, once again, I went five and one in all my leagues. Um, so I'm now undefeated, I guess the guillotine league, if we were to eliminate that, because technically there's only one loser that in that league each week, um, I am undefeated in three of my leagues, uh, the hidden Oaks redraft, the hidden Oaks dynasty and the Victoria secret league. Um, granted there are still some players left or no, not in any of my matchups. Um, but I am and five in the bunker family league, um, overall 80% winning percentage. And then for the uh, Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated um, statistician maker thingy, um, I words, um, I have a sixty-six percent winning rate. Gar, how you feeling? A little salty? I'm certainly saltier than you. I went four and one last week, which is my best week on the year. But I'm, that only brought me up to fifteen and ten uh, on the five leagues I'm trying in. So that's a sixty percent winning percentage for all you mathematicians at home. In the Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated statistician thingy, Mabobber, I am one hundred seventeen and one eleven. So right down the middle. Uh, my most expensive league, I am struggling the most in, which you hate to see. Um, and in my cheapest league, I was being carried, and I am five and zero. Oh. But Dak Prescott, who is heavily carrying my team, is Don. So Brian doesn't want me to whine about injuries, but I'm guessing I will not go 13-0 in this league after losing Dak Prescott. Uh, and it's a 16-person league, and the only people on the waiver wire currently are Andy Dalton and Sam Darnold. And I didn't have a backup quarterback, so that's tough, dude. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so you're clearly having a better year than me. Minus the Bunker Family League, which you can put all that blame on Akita if you want. But, uh, Josh, you are running away with this as a fantasy. You might be the best player in the whole world. Yeah, well, I'd like to think so, but it's uh, it's a little hard. Sample size is a little small. So I'm going to have to uh, see how the rest of the year goes. I just know I'm setting myself up for a bunch of heartbreak in the playoffs. Um, and so I'm, I'm I'm just getting mentally prepared for that, stocking up the liquor cabinet and that sort of thing. You know what? That's respectable. The liquor cabinet should always be stocked. Um, so, Josh, we'll move on. There's not a whole lot of FanDuel content we can bring at you, but uh, I did bring it up on my phone so I can talk about it just a little bit. Josh, do you know how you did last week in uh, the Week 5 contest? 11th? You are 11th. You've got 129.5. I came in 15th with 112.86, so... Both of us in this, good thing we didn't actually call it the Beat the Host Challenge because we would have owed everyone like a million dollars because we seem to stink at this. Um, but the uh, leaders, uh, both in value and in points last week, was, of course, Chase Claypool, who put up like 90,000 touchdowns and over 100 yards. Um, the other scoring leaders were Fulgrim. I even forget his name. I think I want to say it's Travis. I'm not sure. Whoever, Chase. I mean, it starts with a T. That's what I said. Trace. Okay. Is it Trace? No, I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, he was a 5.8 value, put up 26.2. And then the Ravens D uh, put up uh, 26 points with a 5.3 value. Um, so plenty of value going on there. But I just want to go to the leaderboard for a second. And the standing. So for some, FanDuel does a lot of things I question. 
And uh, for some reason in our leaderboard, once we're, now we're getting into the territory where we have more than five contests, they only add up your five best scores, and that's how they're determining the leaderboard. So if you see that thing at the top where it says five best scores and there's a little arrow next to it, if you want to see the real leaderboard and how we're going to determine who wins, make sure to switch that over to total scores. Uh, however way you cut it, Jack is currently leading with his 709, uh, but that'll still show you the inflated Jacob and Brian. Uh, but currently Jack is running away with this thing. The real second would be Nikita at 661. So Nikita's almost 50 points away from Jack at this point. So obviously it's anybody's game considering Connor missed the first week and is already in 11th, beating both you and I. Um, but, you know, it's not impossible. T dropped from the real second to 19th, so that is a tough showing for T, who didn't even submit a lineup. Um, now that you've had a He's chance, already celebrating. He's like, second place! <laughs> right. Uh, and he's, yeah... T is doing a lot of interesting things. Uh, after looking at next week's matchups, though, Josh, when you were uh, briefly preparing for the two-minute drill, did you see any matchups you like? Can you pull any fantasy players out of those matchups that you think is interesting? I know we can't set our lineups yet because the contest isn't open until tomorrow, but just looking at the matchups, do you see any players that look like they'd be a great start in a daily fantasy for this week? I'm not even. I mean, I'm not even going to try. I thought Justin Jefferson was going to have a game. He he threw up a, a stinker. Um, I would think that Russell Gage might be a sneaky good play. Um, Kelvin Ridley is always kind of a top option. Um, and then, I, I mean, I would say going with like Ronald Jones, he might be a, a good play against the Packers defense because their run D isn't necessarily the most stout. Um, yeah. What about you, Gar? Do you have any names that come to mind? I mean, Mike Davis has been killing it. Uh, you'll have to monitor closely if Christian McCaffrey does return this week because he is eligible. But in his absence, Mike Davis has been doing well. Even if they're playing Chicago, that's an interesting one for me, certainly. Um, whether it's Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison, an all-point sign that it's um, going to be Alexander Madison. That might be a sneaky play. Uh, in the budget bunch, I bet you could find Mike Boone. And if Cook's out, I'm sure um, Alex won't be quite the bell cow that Dalvin is. And even if he was, um, I'm sure Mike Boone will get some work. So if you're really on a budget, you'd probably sneak Mike Boone into the flex. Um, other than that, I mean, do we think Fitz... So Miami plays the Jets. Do we think they can just dunk on them and put up 70,000? In that point, you'd play any Dolphins player. But how, do you think that'll be the way it goes down? Um, I think the Jets are going to sneak out a win this week. For real? Save, save their coach's job. Everyone loves Gase over there. I, I assume you're being what the kids would call facetious. Yes. Um, after what they just did to uh, San Francisco, granted it was San Francisco's third string defense for the most part because of yeah, all the injuries. Third string everything um, pretty much, yep. I'm going to I'm gonna say that they have a, a solid shot at dominating. Miles Gaskin might be a sneaky good play. Um, he does, he's been doing well for them. Yeah. Uh, so as far as official budget bunch, we didn't do one last week because Josh and I did not make this into a game and we don't really care about it outside of the podcast. And the contests weren't open yet for this week. Again, the contest won't open until tomorrow. Um, so we won't have a budget bunch for this week, but Josh and I already mentioned a couple names and I'm sure you'll find your own. But So nothing official this week. And uh, Josh, it says here that you want me to put the blame on Walters for all the FanDuel shenanigans. Is there any specific reason you wrote that or you just want to be able to hate on Walters further? Um, I had a, 
I, I had a I had a reason and then I lost it. So yeah, let's just leave it at uh, blame Walters. Walters the absolute worst. All right, Josh, let's move into the Hidden Oaks highlights. Uh, we've alluded to it plenty time plenty of times already, but you are absolutely dominating. Um, any highlights in any of the Hidden Oaks leagues this week you want to specifically bring to our attention? Nikita got a win. I saw that she. Uh, we were just talking last week about how she was struggling a bit, and uh, you know how, what is her mindset going into that? And it looks like what she she put up a lot of points. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but whoever she played, she dominated for for seven. Woo! That's a lot of points. Uh, she beat Jamie, I believe. Oh, I thought women got to t- uh, you know hold each other strong and not just tear each other down. What the fuck, Nikita? That's kind of. Kind of fucked I up. told Nikita to go into that matchup thinking Jamie insulted her shoes. Nah, fucking ah, dude. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, she was one of two people that didn't, uh, that I didn't outscore this week. So, so Nikita is almost like a Bobby Boucher type. You just got to say that someone insulted Nikita's shoes and then Nikita will just dunk on them. Absolutely. I should not say that I'm undefeated yet because if Cole Beasley puts up 50, I lose. <laughs> right. Yeah. In my four and one, I assumed that uh, Johnu Smith for, I forget who I'm playing this week, but whoever I'm playing, Johnu Smith doesn't put up like 60. And another league I need, I forget who did not put up like 50 or 60 themselves. So I'm assuming two wins and uh, they might come back to haunt me. But uh, the, side bet this, the side bet this week, by the way, was Immaculate Reception. And currently... If he would have started him, Emmanuel Sanders would be leading that with 12 receptions, but he is sitting on Jer Bear's bench, so that's tough. Um, in second place is that Fulgrim guy I talked about earlier, but no one owns him. And then tied for second is Allen Robinson, who is on the Hotel Motel Gala Inn. Josh, I remember you when you and I were texting back and forth, as you do for most games, but specifically the Thursday night game, uh, you were like, do we just give this money to Eric right away? And uh, do you think there's any chance anyone in tonight's matchup, the Bills or the Titans, can pass 10 receptions in a starting lineup? Um, it's possible. I mean, A.J. Brown sounds like he's coming back tonight. And then Cole, I mean, not Cole Beasley, uh, Stefan Diggs is one of Josh Allen's favorite targets. So if this turns into a shootout, I uh, could have a couple guys get close to that. Do I, I, I don't give it you know, good odds, but there, there's still definitely a chance. That makes sense. Uh, so we will. I will text out the winner tomorrow once all the matchups are uh, sewn up. And then the side bet for next week is the longest yard. Uh, this is goes to the most total yards combined from all your starters. So this one's a bit of a bitch to administer just because you're going to have to do a little math on our end. But won't be that big of a deal. So the longest yard. You want your guys to put up yards next week and you will win yourself a cool fiver. I uh, see my note here. It says I beat I beat Hammer. So in a little championship matchup rematch from last year, uh, I uh, put it down Hammer's throat. So Josh, Can we uh, change the side bet. I have some guys on buy that usually get a lot of yards. Oh yeah, would well, you want to change it to most guys on buy? No. How about um, most quarterbacks on the Chargers owned? All right, let me just pick up Easton Stick real kick and tie rod, and then uh, we'll go and lock that in. All right, and then I get your players. <laughs> uh, no, we will not be changing it. Uh, so, okay. Josh, we've talked heavily about the redraft. You continue to dominate that league. What about the dynasty? Did you dominate in the dynasty this week as well? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Do you remember I, who I you currently played? have I currently have the league or the the week high. Um I think I played Jesse. Sound very confident when you say that. Hammerset. That is Jesse and Elder Pal. Yep, I beat him one fifty seven to one twenty five. Nice. Yep. All right. Well the so, yeah, and then the next highest scorer is, or the next closest is Connor, and he has Josh Allen going tonight, and he has 136. So, I don't know. I just wanted to hit that for some reason. Bruh. Got a couple more of these. Shut up. There we go. I'm just bored, I guess. All right, Josh, those were the Hidden Oaks highlights. Let's move on to the Fave Five. What are we talking about this week in the Fave Five, Josh? Super. Superheroes. Is was that uh, Sergeant Dirty reporting for? Uh, no, what is it? What is it? How did I say it? Sergeant Dirty reporting for Dirty. I don't know. No, I, I don't think that. I forget now. I forget that bit. It was Sergeant Super something. Special officer. Yeah, it was something like that. But it was reporting for Dirty. But I forget yeah. what I said. My name was. This is a. Can we just stop the podcast right now and figure this out? Because this is more important than anything we've ever tried to solve in our lives. Yeah, um, you should probably put on the uh, put on the um, Jeopardy theme, and then we will take a couple hours to figure this out. I don't have the Jeopardy theme available. I'm using a new soundboard <laughs> these days. Um, I'll just I'll play this. Oh no! Hold on, this one might be applicable. Here we go. That one is titled To Be Continued. I'm not sure I fully understand, but To Be Continued, Josh. Anyways, we're in the Fae 5 now. We're talking about superhero, specifically Marvel superheroes, superheroes, superheroes. Uh, so pretty much anything that Stan Lee has put out into the world. I know he gets most of the credit for anything and everything Marvel. Uh, so as of this moment, we have had four submissions. Uh, we got two very last minute from Hammer and Jamie, but shout out to them for participating. However, they did commit the cardinal sin of not giving any explanation for their picks, but it's still nice they played, baby. Uh, so anyways, we will read those off, real, or I'll read those off real quick. In um, Jamie's fave five, she's got Loki, number five, Captain America, number five, Black Panther, number three, Star-Lord, number two, and Groot, number one. So definitely a Guardians of the Galaxy influence list there, Josh. Uh, do you feel like Loki counts as a superhero? Um, I don't know. He's a super something. He's, he's a, yeah, I mean, he has some heroic moments, I guess. I don't know if I'd consider him, you know, on par with Thur, but. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a tweener because he's been a villain. Like he was the villain in the main Avengers film and he, you know, he does a lot of mischief. He's the god of mischief, but uh, I, I respect the pick, Jamie. I was just curious on Josh's take. Uh, moving on to the Mr. Ander Hammer himself at his in his fave five he's got Spider-Man number five Rocket which is Rocket Raccoon number four Thor at number three Black Widow Scarlett Johansson herself at number two and Star-Lord uh, at number one so another list with two Guardians in there obviously Guardians has been quite the um uh polarizing is quite the white word right word but they have been galvanized 
I don't know, James Gunn really brought those characters to life, and I'm going to go ahead and assume that both Jamie and Mr. Hammer have done no reading of comics, so I'm assuming this is all MCU-based, um, which I think is a safe assumption. Josh, how do you how do you feel about Black Widow? Obviously, it counts as a superhero. She's an Avenger, but would... Spoiler, did she make your top five, fave five? She did not. Oh. I, I do think she's a badass, though. She is, specifically, Scarlett Johansson is, uh, well, she is a badass, but she has what the kids would call a, a nice ass. Uh, Josh, do you have the emails up by any chance of Jack and or your wife? I have my wife's, so I can read through hers. Are we doing... Uh... All at once? Yeah, all at once. Just go through your wife's whole your wife's whole list there, pal. All right. So starting off at seven. Um, just kidding. Uh, she has two shout outs. Shout out to Hawkeye, no special abilities, but badass, who is also hilarious. Oh yeah. And then a shout out to the Spider Man, who could not love little Peter Parker. Number five, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds makes this character so unique. He's a badass crime fighting superhero with a huge amount of sarcasm. Number four, Captain America, one of America's favorites with his strong morals and always willing to put willing to put others first, and he's a solid leader. Number three, Black Widow, straight badass. Need I say more? Number two, Wolverine. He might seem rough around the edges, but his heart of gold and moral code is what makes him so likable. And who would not love Hugh Jackman? Sorry, Dr. Cox. Iron Man is her number one. Sarcasm, sense of humor, loyal and strong-willed. Those characteristics are why he is my all-time favorite. Definitely not the most lovable, but he is definitely the or he is a hundred percent the most relatable. How do you feel about your wife's list, Josh? I like it. I could have guessed most of them. Yeah, is she very outspoken? I mean, I don't. Not that you guys watch Marvel knew- over and over again, but. I knew Iron Man and Wolverine were her top one and two for sure. Uh, Black Widow, I could have guessed probably was on there. Same with Captain America. Um, Deadpool is the only one that really threw me through a loop, but um, it makes sense too. Sure. All right. Well, I will move on then to Mr. Jack Vickers list. And I think as always, uh, Jack likes to be outspoken, which I appreciate by the way, Jack has provided us a lot of content uh, in this season three of the podcast. So Jack, nothing against you. I appreciate it. Just letting people know that Jack likes to write, whether he likes to hear himself talk or just feels lonely. I can't say for sure, but facts are facts. Anywho, Jack Vickers writes, Hey guys, first off, love the pod last week. Huge fan. Keep up the great work. Aw, thanks, Jack. Second, I heard Gar prefers the fave five submissions with actual explanations on them. This is true. And I am no stranger to long messages. See my run of novels of content breakdown for this league. So, cracks knuckles. I don't think that got the mic. You asked for it. Honorable mention. Thor and Wolverine for Jack. Those are his two honorable mentions. So, I'm excited to see his list. Number five is the Punisher for Mr. Jack Vickers. My only real dark horse pick for this list due to the fact that he's not really a hero. Frank Castle is a straight up badass with an awesome TV show starring John Bernthal. And the 2004 movie, which is one of my favorite cult classics, the Punisher gets the job done whatever it takes. With no true powers, he uses only his elite training as a soldier in his war on crime, which is what makes him so 
awesome. He's also one of the rare heroes who is not afraid to kill for the greater good rather than locking up a bad guy only for them to get out two weeks later and to do it all again. Looking at you, Batman. Also, I'm almost positive he will be in at least one of the other... Um, excuse me. I... I'm going to start that sentence over. Reading is difficult. Also, I'm almost positive he will be in at least one of the hashtag hood hosts top three. So got to score brownie points with Josh whenever I can. Heart. Number four, Iron Man. This is one. Uh, this one is almost solely due to Robert Downey Jr. So credit to him who was literally born to play Tony Stark. Being the first of the new Age Avengers movie series, it kicked off a global phenomenon we know today. From his quick witty comebacks to his confidence to the fact that he has built himself into being a superhero through his genius inventions, it's hard to not love him 3,000. Three for Mr. Jack Vickers is Spooderman, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. One of the most iconic superheroes worldwide, Spidey gave us, uh, Spidey grave us... Josh, am I dyslexic? Do you think it's fair to say I'm dyslexic at this point? I just say you're dumb. Detarded, however you want to put it. Starting over, one of the most iconic superheroes worldwide, Spidey gave us the great story of a nobody who had great power and thus great responsibility thrust upon him. From several great live-action movies, and some bad ones, to possibly the best animation movie I've ever seen, Into the Spider-Verse, Streaming now. Two excellent video games, Spider-Man 2 on GameCube and Spider-Man on PS4 are fire. I've been in love with almost everything tied to this great franchise. Plus, it brought some phenomenal villains and other characters to life. As the great J. Jonah Jameson said, I need more Spider-Man. Number two for Jack Vickers is Captain America. My favorite thing about my number two pick is he's one of the few heroes' origin story. He pick is he's one of the few whose origin story is about him choosing to be a hero. He didn't fall into a radioactive pit or accidentally get bit. He signed up to serve long before he had any special abilities. He's not motivated by revenge or anything bad. Just about doing what's right and helping others. And he has repeatedly shown his willingness to sacrifice himself for the greater good. The ultimate example of what a hero should be. And let's not forget an iconic symbol with that shield. Plus, I actually dressed up as him in college as part of the Love Your Melon to visit sick kids in hospitals. So Cap will always hold a special spot in my heart. Also, he's one of the only Avenger besides... He's one of the only... Avenger, I didn't get this wrong, he did. One of the only Avenger besides Thor who's worthy enough to lift Mjolnir. Josh, have you ever heard of Love Your Melon? Yeah. Can you speak to what that is? Um, it is, I believe, an organization that supports uh, cancer research and funding. I don't know a whole lot about it. Nikita would be the expert on it. She has some Love Your Melon stuff, so like they sell hats and a bunch of other things. Um, I was incorrect in my assumption when I went to a Love Your Melon event to bring my mango because it uh, apparently was not the right idea. Ugh. Well, Josh, you know what? Good for you. Good on you for trying. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Love Your Melon. Uh, number one for Jack is Deadpool and his fave five. Come on, was there any other true option here? 
Although not a true hero in the regular sense, since he hates that title, the Merc with the Mouth is easily one of the most popular and recognizable Marvel characters in recent history. From basically being unbeatable with his regeneration ability, to his unique sense of humor, to an amazing movie and sequel that surprisingly holds up well as far as sequels go, with Ryan Reynolds, who was born to play that role. It would take maximum effort to not pick him as my number one. Josh, how do you feel about Jack there? How do you feel about his fave five? Respectable list. He gave five. They were all heroes. So he, he did what was asked of. I will. So Josh, I don't want to, I don't want to be this guy because wait, well, yeah, I will be this guy. I have all his, uh, all of his five and his two honorable mentions, not a single woman. And I don't think a single person of color is Jack a racist and a sexist. You be the judge. Just throwing that out Captain there. Captain America. When was he created? Got to think about the times. What I believe the bathrooms are still segregated. That's, you're not wrong. This is World War II, I believe. The iconic shot of Cap punching Hitler, I believe, was the first issue. Uh, so Jack is not a sexist or a racist, but it's fun to speculate. All right, Josh. Let's move into here and my list. How do you feel about your list this week? Did you struggle? Was it easy? Uh, I if I believe your banter, you appeared to have done it literally seconds before the podcast started. But how do you feel about your Faye Five? I like it. Um, so I, I I have four that are no, not four. I, I have three on my list that are by far. What are you doing? I, don't worry. Just I'm. Oh, they they are far and above numbers four and five. Um, they are they are easily in my top three um four and five were are, are still respectable in my eyes um but um i could definitely go on and on and on about the number of heroes that i like because there are quite a few out there in the marvel universe it's almost like they were designed to be likable or something josh correct uh, all right so this week i'm going to give you the walk-off shot so you'll go second but my i'm stealing a page from everyone else's book and my four and five are tied so i'll let you do five and then i'll do my four and five and then you'll do your four does that make sense so you'll start and finish this is i guess what i'm just trying to shout out for you here all right coming in at number five probably some probably a superhero that not many people will think of um but this goes all the way back to my high school days, watching the movies, enjoying the movies, despite their poor reviews. Blade. Oh. Wesley Snipes. Gotta, gotta give him some mad props. Gra or the uh, special effects may not be top tier in Blade 1 and 2, uh, but a vampire that hunts vampires? Come on. He's, he's, he's a great, great superhero. Um, a shame that they, well, a shame that he did tax evasion and isn't in the United States. I don't know if he's back now, but, um, I really do wish that they would, um, remake that franchise, maybe even a TV show, a uh, TV series. Um, yep. They are, they are redoing it with, uh, Mahershala Ali is the new blade. It won't be for, and a while, I actually, but... I do remember reading something about that and it's going to be a TV series, correct? Yeah, I think it'll be on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think it's a series there. But yeah. he'll be involved in the MCU at that point, so he could be in movies and Avengers or you know whatever else is coming up next. Okay, um, and then a fun fact there um, that is actually I believe Blade Three, Blade Trinity was the first movie that I saw with Ryan Reynolds in it. Fun fact. That is a little FF fun fact for you there, pal. 
right, at so, least it's the first one that I remember seeing that he was in. I don't know. He's probably in other ones. But all right, go on. What's your number five slash four? Sure. So these. So usually in my fave five, it, it's very selfish, and that's what the fave is supposed to be. It's your personal favorite. Uh, but these two made my list tied for fourth. Because not necessarily of my favorite, but because of some favorite feelings that I feel knowing knowing about these characters. And that sounds like a bunch of mushy, gibberish nonsense, but let me explain. So tied for number four for me, or tied for fourth for me, are both Captain Marvel and Black Panther. And this is not because, I mean, they're good characters. There's nothing wrong with them. Uh, I didn't read any comics, so I'm really only familiar with Brie Larson and um, the late Chadwick Boseman. So I, it's not like I can tell you about the Marvels or their arcs or all this other bullshit. But to me, why they had to make my fave five list was something bigger than myself. So Josh, if I haven't ever mentioned it before, I do have a little sister. Her name is Whitney, 15, just passed her permit test. So watch out on the roads down there near Fridley. Um, but to see what these characters and these superheroes mean to my little sister, um, the, these characters had to make my fave five. Um, what, not only this generation of kids, but also this generation of adults. To see an iconic um, black man as a superhero and to have that movie do the best of any movie ever at that time, that was a huge deal. And it meant a lot to my sister, who was a African, as the kids would say. Same goes for Captain Marvel. To see such a strong, badass woman on the on the big screen, um, you know, I've watched those movies with my sister, and we've talked about them a little bit as serious conversations you can have with a 15-year-old. But these two characters, because of what they mean to my sister, and because of what they mean to many, many kids um, and adults going forward, they had to make my fave five list. So I don't. I don't want to be overly cheesy and overly gushy about what the Fae Five is supposed to be, but because of the impact these characters and superheroes have had on my sister, they had to be tied for fourth, and they both had to make my list. So You can rip my other picks, but if you rip those, I will tear you down. That's me. Expect. That's me for four and five. What's your number four, Josh? Um, my number four, one that we've seen a couple times already, Deadpool. No. I... I, I agree that uh, there's there's nobody in the world that could play Deadpool like Ryan Reynolds. Um, the fact that, and one of the re- and a reason why he's on my list is because of just how hard he pushed to play Deadpool. He had you know short films, he did promos, um, and that was all before uh, the first movie was announced. Uh, they massacred the character in X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, and so he he wanted to give it kind of a um, reboot to to not uh, um, besmirch the name of Deadpool essentially, um, and so that is you know he he wanted to do it. Plus, he's got the wit, he's got the body, and <laughs> um, and, and those I mean it's just like Jack said um, he's he's got to make some everybody's list it seems. I'm surprised that he is fourth on your list because I know when the first movie came out and just, you know, as we've talked about these things throughout our friendship, it seems like Deadpool would be higher. So now I'm genuinely curious because I knew he would make your list. Now I'm genuinely curious what your other top three are. So this will be interesting, but uh, for sure Deadpool would be on your list and for sure a great character. Um, anything else you want to say about the uh, the Deadpool there, Josh? All right, I will move on to my number three then because Josh gets the walk-off this week. My number three is a number three I guarantee is not in Josh's top three and I guarantee, or and has already not been on anyone else's, uh, you know, Faye 5 list. This is the Ant-Man. Uh, Ant-Man is the everyman. 
You don't need superpowers to be a superhero. We've seen that theme already, but this is a guy you see on screen that makes you think, I could do that. So loving, so relatable. Ex-con, he's a guy who's just trying to do what he thinks is right, whether it's within the law or not. Uh, you gotta love it. Doing everything for his kid, everything for his daughter. Um, help Helping the, the pims the way he does. I love the Ant-Man, and Paul Rudd is the perfect man for that character. Also, I uh, had to make the Fave 5 list because in uh, Ant-Man 1, Thomas the Tank Engine was in that movie for a good bit, so I had to, had to pick the Ant-Man, but uh, Paul Rudd's great. Awesome. Coming in at my number three, somebody that Garlic just talked about. I'm just kidding. Thomas the Tank Engine? Oh. <laughs> Thomas is DC. Um but uh, I do respect the Ant-Man. Paul Rudd plays that character great. Um, but my guy is, like you said, a, um, a hero that proves that powers are not needed. Jack called it by saying the Punisher would be in my top three because coming in at number three is the Punisher. I've got, I mean, I've got the Punisher mug that Ben got me for a gift for his wedding. Um, I've got uh, the Punisher t-shirt that I wore to flag football. Um, he is, he is essentially the badass Batman. The one that's not afraid to get bloody because he's, um, he doesn't have the money, but he has all the skills of Batman and he uses his resources. That cult movie Jack mentioned from 2004. Great. The TV show. Great. Punisher. Welcome to number three. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm zero percent familiar with the Punisher, and I, you know, we had talked about making conflicts, so I was going to wait to see your list to see if I could just shit on anyone in your list, but I haven't been able to yet. So, drama so might you be. You don't know the story of the Punisher? Uh no. You can give me like a, a thirty to sixty second synopsis if you want, but I'm very well, I mean, unfamiliar. It, essentially, kind of my idea. Or when I mentioned Batman is, you know, um, in the movie, at least his, his entire family is killed. So he is undercover CIA or undercover FBI, something, um, former military. And he messed with the wrong person. Um, and somebody ended up dead instead of arrested. And so that family has sought revenge and killed his entire family, wife, kid, parents, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles, everybody at a family reunion. And the the t-shirt or the shirt with the skull was a gift from his son and so that's kind of the insignia that he adopted um at least that's in the movie as far as the comics go i did not follow them as close i did not follow uh, much of it but the tv show with john bernthal is pretty good as well um doesn't necessarily go into the origin story from what i remember it's been a while i couldn't tell you pal all right that sounds like a big baby that just needs to get over it. Anywho, moving on to my number two, a guy who has made a lot of lists already and, of course, had to make my list. We've got Deadpool. A lot of things have already been said about him, but he is my second favorite. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite quotes in life, is, and it's not a very serious quote. It's not a very inspiring quote, but don't take life too seriously. Nobody makes it out alive. That Deadpool is the embodiment of that to me. Uh, he's a fourth wall breaking character, which if you're not familiar, that means he will talk directly to the audience. Um, he is a, he's a character that tells us like it is. And that is hilarious. He's something different. He's something unique and I'm here for it. We've talked a lot about him. Ryan Reynolds is perfect. I can't wait to see what they do with him in the MCU. Deadpool, my number two. Coming in at number two for me, um, funny enough, same number two as my wife, Wolverine, Logan. Gotta love it. 
always been a fan ever since the original X-Men. I, I might be, my wife and I might be the only two people that actually liked X-Men Origins Wolverine, despite their um, mess ups and, and mistakes. Um, and it's also kind of funny that the reason or I found out way after the fact that the writers for game of Thrones that absolutely ruined season eight, um, they were the ones that wrote Wolverine origins. So could have seen it coming, I guess. Anyways, um, what's not to love about him. He's got awesome sideburns and claws that come out of his hands. Yeah, pretty badass. I mean, he probably could accomplish more if he didn't drink so much, but I mean, quite the character. Logan is a great movie, so shout out to Hugh Jackman. Uh, are you worried at all that, because someone will be the new Wolverine in the MCU, are you worried all, at all about who that who that will be and how they won't live up to Jackman, or do you think you'll give him a fair shake? I'll give, I mean, I'll give him a fair shake, kind of like how I did um, with some of the other characters in the mcu because well not necessarily mcu but spider-man there's been what three iterations of that and give them all different opportunities same with um batman and um a lot of the other superhero movies um and so i i will give them that opportunity the way that they left logan though they kind of set up the the little girl taking over as you know x23 uh her taking over as kind of the wolverine in the x-men universe at least so i don't know we'll see what happens yeah, it'll be interesting how this merging of Fox and uh, Disney go, and the Disney Marvel, I should say. We'll, we'll see what they do. It'll be interesting. Uh, anyways, moving on to my number one in the Fave Five. Uh, this is uh, same as Hammer, I'm pretty sure. This is the Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord. Uh, you've heard me say it a lot, uh, and Pat McAfee says a lot, but Peter Quill slash Star-Lord is the definition of an electric factory. His vibe, his passion, his music, his clothes, his ability to fail forward is my absolute favorite. Uh, I didn't read any comics at all. I have no idea if this is what the character is like in the comics, but I have to give a huge shout-out to James Gunn. Whatever you do with this character, whether it's your personal interpretation or just taking what was already there and bringing it to life on the big screen, I don't think I could. I don't think I. This is too dramatic, but I don't know if I will ever love a character more than Star Lord, uh, just based on the first Guardians of the Galaxy movies and uh, the Avengers. Even if he did punch Thanos and ruin all of Infinity War, but whatever. Uh, Peter Quill slash Star Lord is the best. Uh, I thought about having this list be just all five or five different Guardians of the Galaxy's characters, but I thought that'd be dumb. So I had to, I had to give the top spot to uh, Peter Quill. Yeah, no, it's solid pick. Um, Chris Pratt plays him very well. Um, gotta love Star Lord. And coming in at my number one, the le- as as Garlic does says or calls it the walk off. Peter Parker, the Spider Man. Okay, I was, I was worried it was going to be someone else, and I was going to have to tear you down. But Peter Parker's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, no, um, I, I I've loved every movie um, except for maybe Spider Man Three with Tobey Maguire, just just because of that little walk after the yep, there you go, the arm roll and everything. Um, I, I've liked the movies. He's just, I mean, Spider Man's a superhero. Um, you know, he's a small town superhero. He's not going to go out. I mean, he does go to outer space, but he's not going to, um, be like Iron Man or, um, any of the other names that we've necessarily read where he's going to save the world. He's more so going to save the, save the neighborhood, your friendly neighborhood, Spider-Man, um, high school kid having to deal with life. I don't know about you, Gar, but high school is tough at times. 
can you imagine trying to balance uh, saving saving the city and all that jazz at the same time? Probably not not uh, not an easy task for him. But um, I do. I have liked the actors that portrayed him. Um, I will say that the most recent actor, um, names drawn a blank here. Tom Holland. Um, yeah, Tom Holland. He's uh, he is killing it. And that is exactly what I would expect Spider-Man to be like. Um, sarcastic. Um, he's not the most muscular. He's very lean, uh, quick and agile. Um, and Spider-Man. I mean, there's times if you watch me and there's something that's just out of reach, I'll do the little Spider-Man hand gesture to try and get it. Sadly, I have not developed that uh, ability at this time. Are you um, definitely afraid of spiders? Terrified of them. I could not be in the same room as a spider, but Spider-Man still comes in at top. <laughs> okay. Uh, just, just specifically to you putting your hand out, I thought that was you know maybe a little bit of a bit of a f- untruth there, but no, I do like the the little. Oh, I see. You're trying to get the webs to come out. I thought you were trying to get bit by a spider. No, God, no. Okay, no, see, no, that's no, no, no. that's me for half listening slash, you know. You yeah, know, not I, I can't even walk by the spiders in the pet store when they're in the cages or in the little glass cases. All right, well, all in the effort to create drama just for the sake of drama, Josh, I was worried. I should have known it was Spider-Man knowing you, but, I, you know, I wasn't really thinking about it. I wasn't adding up your list, but... I th- for a sec there, because just because your love of Ron Swanson, your love for the country, I thought you might put Mr. America himself, Captain America, on the top of the list, and I could put him in my Fave Five, and he wasn't in yours, and the character's just a little too self-righteous for me. I mean, Cap embodies pretty much everything you want him to embody, but just a little too self-righteous to make my Fave Five, and so if he was in your list, I would have dunked on you for uh for picking him but i'm glad yeah i mean no he's i'm he's a great superhero like you said he's a little too self-righteous the ones on my list all have their own sort of uh personal demons inside and they're not necessarily the 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 bad guy i mean spider-man is probably the uh most level-headed superhero and even he can be selfish at times when it comes to certain things um but yeah I'm fairly certain of my list, four of the five actually kill instead of uh, let the villains live. Sure. Yeah, so I mean, what I'm trying to say there is if you put Captain America in your list, you're dumb and inferior and I hate you. So just uh, just be clear about it. Um, All right, Josh, we didn't do this last week and I got buried. I legitimately got like five, six text messages about it. The fave five topic teaser for next week which we forgot in last week's pod, is kids' TV shows. So, Brian, I don't know what they had on your three channels in black and white, but uh, whatever they had, go ahead and put that in there, Howdy Duty Time or whatever. Uh, but kids' no, TV... Oh, black versus white ants. <laughs> yeah. um, the static invasion? Yeah, the, the, the snow at night. Um, <laughs> Poltergeist. Yeah. And so, Josh, I will, I will, so I was thinking about my list today because we have to make the notes, you know, and we're getting ready for it. So I will say, I know you might think uh, Thomas the Tank Engine would be my number one fave five kids TV show, but I will spoil right now. Thomas the Tank Engine will not be my number one. So a little teaser for next week in case that (laughs) piques anyone's interest. I mean, if he's one through five, it counts. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. We won't talk about that. But topic teaser for next week's Fave 5 is kids' TV shows. We all watch Are we them, talking we like Disney, them. Nickelodeon? I mean, any, anything that's obviously aimed towards kids. I'll even take like pre, you know, like uh, teenagers. Uh, but just I like obvious kid shows. I mean, we know what kid shows are. It could be cartoons, could be live action, doesn't matter. But kid shows you watch as a kid, shows that are geared toward kids. Hey Arnold, Rugrats, Good Luck South Charlie. Park. 
I mean, so I would not count South Park as a kid's TV show, no. But it's a cartoon. I'm just kidding. It is. It um, is a cartoon. I'm, I mean, it's funny because I looked at the list or I looked at the topper, topic teaser and I was like, I watched The Simpsons a lot as a kid, but I don't watch it as an adult. Does that make it a kid's TV show? Right. Well, I'm, and, yeah. and honestly, I would not classify it as a kid's TV show. No, so. I mean, like almost anything that's kids related has like little hidden gems in there for adults. We've all seen like a sexual innuendo or this or that, but these I'm, we're talking here, kids that are the uh, TV shows that were aimed at kids or teenagers, but, uh, yeah, South Park, Family Guy, Simpsons, I would not count those, um, just for the record. So I also put it a note here. We're going to try and train a new behavior because it is, it is fine for Josh and I to read your emails and your submissions, whatever. It's totally fine. We don't mind reading them, but I don't think anyone could do more justice to your fave five list than yourself. So for next week, using incentives as they taught me to through my economic degree program, I'm going to try a, try and train a new behavior for anyone who submits their fave five via anchor. That's anchor.fm slash hood pod. I will Venmo you a dollar. So if anyone wants, you have only, I mean, you can do multiple voicemails, but in Venmo, you get 60 seconds to talk. That's how it works. And there's beeping at the last few seconds, so you don't want to leave anything important in like the last three to five seconds if you go the full 60. But anyone who wants to leave their fave five, that means they can do it in their own voice. Anchor.fm slash hoodpod. Give us your fave five kids TV shows, and I will Venmo you a dollar just for doing that. Just to, just to get you to do it, just to try and train that behavior. I know what I'm doing. Josh, you don't count. I'm not Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, this fucking guy. All right, Josh, we are in the outro. We have done everything our notes have set us out to do. Do you have any final words for the folks out there? Go Packers. Go Packers. Do you think they'll win this week? Yes. It's probably their first real test of a defense, though. So. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, so, so not not to put flames to the fire of uh, the worst 4-0 teams. I definitely don't think that this year, but they've played the Vikings, and who else have they dunked on? Have they dunked on a good team yet? Because I'd say the Bucs are probably the best team they've played, if, unless I'm forgetting someone. The Saints. Yeah, I mean, then the Sa- I, I wouldn't say the Saints are very good this year. I'd, I'd put the Bucs above the Saints, at least currently. So. Didn't the Saints beat the Bucs? I mean, yeah, it was week one. Yeah. That's a win. My person, I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just saying my personal judgment. I think the Bucks are a better team than the Saints right now. Drew Brees seems to have uh, lost a step. Apparently, yeah, he has. He's he's a shell of himself. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be a good test. Um, obviously, win or lose, Super Bowl or bust. Obviously. Uh, those are the final words. Stay safe. COVID's real. Uh, the election is rearing its head closer and closer. So try to stay out of any entanglements and embattlements if you can, although it's not possible. Um, if you've got a sign in your yard, you're braver than some. Hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the places you can reach us. Again, if you give us your fave five kids TV shows, anchor.fm slash hoodpod, I'll Venmo you a dollar. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend, youtube.com slash letters and numbers that are ugly. That's our journey to 100 subs. So be a friend, tell a friend, get us to that number. Josh, it is time for the folks to go to sleep. I love you. I miss you. Oh, what's for dinner tonight? I'm very curious. What's for dinner tonight? Um, I don't know. Nikita's making it, and I heard I heard some uh, some banging of, of what looked sounded like a spatula on a pan. So I'm going to guess tacos. All right. I mean, it sounds like she might be a little too aggressive with the meat there, but uh, you know, well, what? it was frozen before, and she probably put it in the 
the old micro to de-thaw or thaw it out a little bit. And then she made some tacos. And if that's not what's out there when I go out there to eat, then whatever, I'll make something else. Sounds good, pal. Well, I'll eat whatever she made, I mean. But. Oh, it's not, it sounded like you were going to be like, fuck you, wife. I'm eating my own thing. It's kind of how you made it sound. So, Never. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.